In the Gospel of Luke, we read the story about Jesus healing a woman, a woman that had been sick for many years, and he gets in trouble for it. At that time, Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath, and there was a woman who had a spirit of infirmity for 18 years. She was bent over and could not fully straighten herself. And when Jesus saw her, he called her and said to her, Woman, you are freed from your infirmity. And he laid his hands upon her, and immediately she was made straight, and she praised God. But the ruler of the synagogue, synagogue, indignant because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath, said to the people, There are six days on which work ought to be done. Come on those days and be healed, and not on the Sabbath day. Then the Lord answered him, You hypocrites! Does not each of you on the Sabbath untie his ox or his donkey from the manger and lead it away to water it? And not not this woman, the daughter of Abraham, whom Satan bound for eighteen years, be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath day. And he said this, all his adversaries were put to shame, and all the people rejoiced at the glorious things that were done by him. As I mentioned before, the incarnation and the resurrection was a pivot point of all history. And in this story, we see two references to the source of this woman's suffering, uh, which tie directly to this point about the incarnation being the pivot point. First, we're told that the woman has a spirit of infirmity. And it wasn't just a sickness, it was a terrible form of suffering that came in some sort of demonic, oppressive form. And second, Jesus himself attributes her suffering to the bondage of Satan. It's important to remember that prior to the resurrection, demonic activity was far greater and far more oppressive than after. Jesus' death and resurrection completely changed reality. He freed mankind from the power of sin and death. Being part of the people of God in the Old Covenant, one would um, one could still suffer demonic oppression, uh, but even back then there was responsibility on both God's part and man's part. So each man and God had covenantal responsibilities. Uh, throughout the Old Covenant, uh, particularly the Mosaic Law, we see when man was obedient to the law, God would bless him with long life, health, many children, uh, agricultural abundance, and peace in the land. Uh, but when man was disobedient, the opposite was true. He could not look forward to enjoying those blessings uh, because he was not being covenantally faithful. <clears throat> Our relationship with God is two-sided. We have our responsibilities. We need to pursue holiness. We need to resist the inclination to sin. We need to resist sinning outright. We need to resist sinning internally. We are called to pursue holiness. We are called to love God and to love our neighbor. And God will act accordingly. When we are faithful, we will see ourselves grow in holiness. Um, we are basically taking, we're, we're, we're putting ourselves in a position to be within God's protective uh, place. And even if things don't go like we want them to, if we have to undergo some sort of suffering, we need to know that these are happening because of God challenging us, pushing us towards even greater things. With the Incarnation, Jesus comprehensively 
and universally obtained eternal life for all mankind. Um, but each person is required, is responsible to embrace that, to live it, to flee from sin, and to pursue holiness in order to experience that eternal life as joy. Uh, this passage from Luke shows us the difference between following rules versus living by the spirit of the law. At this point in time, the people of God were under Mosaic law, and they were required to follow it, as Jesus was as well. Um, as Jesus summarized it, uh, the law really means to love God and to love neighbor. In this incredible act of mercy, uh, Jesus reached out and healed this woman, and he was acting in a spirit of love. This woman had been suffering under this infirmity for 18 years. That's, that's a long time to be oppressed to be under uh, physical and spiritual sickness. So what was the response of the ruler of the synagogue? He was angry. He was throwing accusations. Um, his concern was not mercy. His concern was not, oh, this poor woman, we should do what we can. But as Jesus pointed out, um, even you won't let your animals suffer thirst on the Sabbath. You'll untie them which is a work. You'll lead them to water, which is a work according to the way the Pharisees interpreted Mosaic law. Um, <clears throat> our attitude needs to be the same today, even though we're not under Mosaic law any longer. The people of God today, the church, are called to be mature, we're called to be responsible, and we are called to approach every situation as adults with love towards the other, with love towards God, and with uh, a desire to be more holy, to be more like Christ. Interestingly, those who opposed Jesus um, were put to shame by his chastisement. And the general people, just the, the regular Joes who were there, marveled uh, at this miracle and the glorious work that Jesus did in helping this woman. So we all know the, the bad image, the bad picture that the Pharisees and the Sadducees and all those had of being very, very rule-driven, having very strange interpretations of the law. Um, and their, their focus was follow the rules, even if it means not being merciful to other people.